Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Jason Cormier. He's the co-founder of Room 214 and best-selling author of Transformative Digital Marketing. Jason, welcome to our podcast. Hey, thanks so much. I'm, I'm really glad to be here. So let's just dive right in. Why did you choose to call your company Room One? I'm sorry, Room Two One Four. Yeah. So um, my best friend, uh, who I've known since ninth grade English class, um, he uh, and I went to college together at Colorado State University, and we shared a dorm room. And uh, that that was basically it. You could guess the dorm room <laughs> number, right? Interesting, but. Did you have a good experience there? Was it a seminal moment for you? So therefore it really caught your attention. So that's for, that's why you wanted to name it that or was just, eh, I'll just name it that. Oh, so now we're getting into it. Uh, okay. So just to be honest with you, uh, room 214 was a major party scene. That's uh, nice. that, that, yeah, that, that freshman year. In fact, it was such a party scene that after my freshman year, I dropped out of college and joined the U.S. Navy for four years. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> so many years later, uh, when we when we uh, reconnected uh, and we were trying to come up with a name for our company, uh, of course, all domain names are taken. Uh, and uh, James brought up Room Two Fourteen, and it made us both laugh. And uh, and so there you have it. No, that's great. And and so you have a personal connection with that that room and that, that it's like that feeling. And how do you feel that relates to your clients or how you help them with that sense of awareness? Well, I think the mantra of our company is creating valuable relationships. Uh, and so, I mean, I think to answer your question, it, it really fits there. You know, Room 214 was a place that uh, for as crazy as it was, you know, to this day, some of my best <laughs> friends are connected to that. Uh, and so, you know, being able to bring that into the business uh, also was, was another thing that made sense for us. That's awesome. So talk to us about your business and how do you go about helping your clients? Yeah, so um, we started as a digital agency, uh, gosh, 16 years ago now. Um, and believe it or not, at the time, there were very few pure play digital agencies. You know, there were a lot of branding and a lot of, a lot of marketing agencies um, that were bolting on digital kind of out of a necessity back then. Um, but, you know, this was a time when Google AdWords was like maybe one year brand new. Uh, you know, WordPress had just come out that year. Um, and so there was all kinds of amazing opportunity. Um, my business partner, James, his background was high-tech PR. Uh, and because I started building websites in the 90s, I, I was coming from more of a tech perspective, more of a kind of a user design perspective. And so when we started 16 years ago, we had something that was truly uh, unique. Um, as we went along, I'll just tell you, we got kind of lucky. Uh, started paying attention to social media when it was, you know, still just for college kids, Facebook in, in particular. Uh, and so by the time that started to evolve, really, you know, late 2007, um, there were companies that were trying to figure out what to do with it. Um, and, and again, in that kind of uh, area of luck, somebody referred us to the Travel Channel. Um, and at the time, they were trying to figure out, you know, what do we do? What's this Facebook thing? You know, Anthony Bourdain's trying to figure some things out. Who can we talk to about this? Uh, and they, you know, we stumbled upon Travel Channel and ended up, you know, just essentially becoming a social media agency. 
Um, and at one point, if you typed in social media agency in Google, no matter where you were on the planet, uh, we were the number one search result. Uh, no so, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we ended up working for Sanrio, Hello Kitty, uh, Forever 21, all these huge brands that everybody recognizes. Um, you know, they were just hitting the number one search result and, and it was us. And, and so we rode that way for a long time, too. What, when was that? From like 2005 to 2010 or around that time frame? I, I mean, we really started doing getting into social media in 07. Uh, and a lot of it was like early stage blogger outreach. Uh, believe it or not, we actually were doing early stage podcasting back then uh, before it was, um, you know, in, uh, on the iTunes network. And um, it, it, it was it was pretty incredible. <laughs> Some of the early type of stuff that we did. And and it was, um, you know, it was a wonderful wave to ride because there was no such thing as sales. It yeah. all just came to us. Yeah. Um, now, what I will say is, you know, fast forward um, to 2012, uh, you know, Facebook had just really ramped up their advertising platform. So then we got to ride that wave. Um, but, you know, a couple of years ago, we started really running into a wall because there are so many agencies out there. Uh, you know, you have to try to figure out, uh-oh, now how, how can we be different? And so what we did is we basically started focusing on how do we help the companies that we work with become category leaders in their industries. Um, and that's a, that's a bit of a different focus from, you know, just a marketing agency who's trying to do good, good Google AdWords, et cetera. Yeah. Well, it's almost like you went from a shotgun approach to a sniper approach where you're very specific because again, in the world we live in now, everyone's trying to stand out and unfortunately they don't. But I'm really fascinated by your history aspect of it because again, it is so new. Whenever people ask me about advice for younger people in, in their 20s, like Christopher, what would you suggest? I'm like, go online <laughs> because in their world, like I'm in my 40s as I mentioned to you, and I don't think they realize how much more realistic it is to start a company because so many things are free, whether Facebook is free or Instagram is free or LinkedIn is free and, or Zoom, it's just crazy. So I'm curious, what can you share with the business owners now to just be super grateful for? What are some of the insights? Because again, you've been in this game for quite some time. What do you see now that's most exciting about the social media world or just the marketing world in general that business owners might not really be aware of. I mean, you've had a real deep history of it. So I'm curious, what do you see that is quite exciting for, for, for business owners? Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting because a lot of companies uh, have this huge focus on how they will be better. Um, you know, how can they be better today than they were yesterday? Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that, you know, so many companies, they're, they're relying on the same data uh, you know, if you want to spin up an advertising program, well, we're all looking at the same data for the most part. Um, inevitably, they're, they're listening to a lot of the same gurus, you know, maybe attending a lot of the same conferences. Um, and so they're in this like vicious race of how to be better um, when really what they should be focusing on more is how to be truly different uh, and not just better. Um, and and that's, a, that's a principle straight out of uh, category design, uh, which is, you know, the practice of, of being a, a leader in your industry, someone who really dominates in your market. Um, and so I, I would say that a wholehearted focus on how to be truly different, not just better than the competition, is kind of easy advice for me to give these days. That's great advice. And who can you share with us in terms of an example of a category leader you mentioned that we can really learn from? 
Yeah, I mean, gosh, there's, I mean, there's category leaders everywhere in every industry. Um, I could. But one uh, that makes you smile as much as when you think of room 214. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm going to say a company that's a client of mine that is probably not well known by most, but it does make me smile a lot because we've gone through, you know, an exercise, um, what we call the coherence method with this particular client um, over the course of a year now. And uh, the name of the client is exactly spelled X-A-C-T-L-Y. Um, and they are a category leader in an area called sales performance management. Um, how exciting is that? <laughs> and so, you know, th this is basically a software company that helps salespeople um, really kick ass. And, uh, and they've had to carve out their own niche and really figure out how to be different amongst competitors who have, you know, a lot more money than they have. Like Salesforce uh, or HubSpot or, or what do you mean specifically? Pipe Drive or are those not... I mean, not yeah, yeah, no, more, more uh, like larger kinds of companies like, a, like an IBM or an SAP. Oh, okay. That, oh, okay. That has, well, that's like, that's scale. enterprise scale. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, very much enterprise side. Um, and this is a company that, you know, uh, just they really had to figure out, you know, part of, part of being different, by the way, is, uh, you know, if you, if you want to talk a little bit more about, well, how do you do that? You know, one thing that we recognize with companies who really uh, lead in their space, regardless of industry, they do a wonderful job at marketing the problem. And that might sound like pretty basic, but the reality is most people want to talk about their features and benefits. They want to market that. Uh, the reality is if you're really good at marketing the problem, that's different. And there's, there's kind of two ways, two paths to go down with that. Either you're going to market the problem that's really obvious to everybody, but they don't necessarily think there's a good solution for it. Or you're going to market what we call the revealed problem. And that's the problem that when you talk about it, people hear it and they're like, oh man, I've got that problem. And now because you're the one who brought it up, you're the authority. They assume you've got an answer. Uh, and the more that you're actually able to effectively market that, um, really that, that's how that's kind of step one to becoming a real differentiator in terms of the marketing perspective. That's a great advice, Jason, in many respects. And also mentioning about the whole category about your client. So many people want to be speakers or business owners, and they don't realize you have to find things that people want. And in this case, everyone needs sales and business. And everyone, if they're smart, needs technology because without that, you can't scale. So that's, those are two great points, Jason. How can our guests stay connected with you and learn more about you and your book? Well, uh, room214.com is my website. Uh, and of course, I think um, room214guy is the extension on my LinkedIn handle. <laughs> so um, uh, happy to send me email, jcormier at room214.com. Uh, those are probably, I guess, transformativedigital.com. That's my book site. Uh, I should have mentioned that first. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, that's an easy way. I, I do actually answer emails, um, even though my inbox is a disaster. Uh, and I'm, I'm an easy guy to book an appointment with, too. Great. Jason, thanks so much for your time. Have a great day. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Thank you for listening to our Gifters podcast. If you want to turn your story into a successful speaking or coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com for details.